welcome to the HB Podcast. I'm your host, Dustin, here with me. Beautiful boys, Brandon. Hey, Dusty. And Ben. Hey. What's up? Brandon threw me off by calling you Dusty. Mm. Yeah, dude. I, I sprinkle it in. Here and there. I've sprinkled it. it in since high school. Here and there. It's that's, never that's the appropriate time. It's never always Dusty. Right. Mm. Speaking of dustiness. Oh, <laughs> I I did some some tidying up around the HP studio here and I, I wiped your chairs off oh, because surprisingly these they dust everywhere. I was thinking dust is is the word underrated, not the right word. Uh, People don't hate on dust as much as they should. Dude, it's mostly skin. <sighs> really? I'm That's almost, what they say. I'm almost, dude, true. a lot of it has to be skin. I'm telling you, man, I was I was cleaning up around here and I was like. There's just dust in the area, like stuff that I feel like I've used relatively recently. I'm like, how's this? That's just yeah. in dust. Yeah, it's everywhere. Well, I mean, it has to do with like when I lived on a uh, on a road that was very highly trafficked. It was very dusty, and I remember yeah. noticing a difference when I moved somewhere that was not right on like a main road. Right. I yeah. mean, if we're really going to get a main into road it, in front of your house, if we're but, really going to get into it, that there's difference between dirt dust. What's the other stuff? I, I don't know what you mean. You know, just in your house. Ben's talking about, I'm assuming, dust that's mostly made of dirt. Mm. Where the fuck does the other stuff come from? I mean, it has to be, you're right, dirt, skin, whatever. For skin, dust, I don't know. Who knows? I typed in what is dust into Google, and it says dust is made of fine particles of solid matter. Duh. On Earth, <laughs> it generally consists of particles in the atmosphere that come from various sources, such as soil lifted by wind, volcanic eruptions, and pollution. Dude, definitely volcanoes. But I'm pretty sure you're right that some of it's skin, but I don't think that it's all skin. I've seen people skin. say that 100% skin. All dust is skin. <laughs> I've been meaning to... Dust in the skin. <laughs> on my keyboard, since I have a mechanical, which you could do this with a non-mechanical, but you can lift up the keycaps really mm -hmm. easily, and I'm like... Damn, I wonder how much of my skin particles and hair from like yeah, my dude. beard and stuff that have just floated oh, into that keyboard. All over, like I keep the lights in my in my office very dim or red, and it's just like that all the time. I I've come to prefer that when the regular lights are on, I'm disoriented, and sometimes I'll turn on the lights, the the full white lights, and I'm like, why is there so much crap all over my desktop? Mm. Like, and it's just like I have a little bit longer beard for those who don't know. And so, like, beard hair everywhere, oh, right. yeah. you know, some dandruff oh, yeah. here and there. And one day I just, like, looked at my keyboard and I was like, it's not dirty, like, crumbs, like, food or anything. It's just, like, six or eight big, long beard hairs in my, yeah. <laughs> in my keyboard. Damn, yeah. dude. The struggle. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, it's far too real. Dust everywhere, guys. Be aware of it. Wipe that shit up. It's all skin. <laughs> I'm hoping if I collect enough dust that maybe I could just like create a human. You can make a per you can make like a maybe like an animal. Oh. Well. Make another dog. Something to think about. Breathe it into life. Ooh. Snort it. I don't know. This is the HP Podcast, <laughs> your weekly gaming podcast from handsomefam.com. Thanks everybody for being here. We appreciate it. Uh let's start out first of all. This show is brought to you by Patreon, specifically patreon.com slash handsome fandom, where you can support this show and get it early along with some other perks. Check it out if you haven't already. Also, this show sponsored by Balls Garana. Eat. A delicious energy drink. Very nice. I want to get the plugs quick I gotta, this week. I gotta, while we're on the balls subject, sure. I got to talk about this. Sure. The, we got a couple cans, and that they and when they sent them to us, um, the, the tops are crushed, so the, hard to do, hard to drink out of, hard to open. Brandon, when I, when I walked into the <laughs> studio tonight, is like hammering away at his, chiseling it open, using a bottle opener, and like pouring it into a glass because the can was so deformed that he couldn't manipulate it. Somehow, mine is very deformed, but I just punched the hole. Dude, I tried it, that. And I'm drinking right out of it. I tried to it's, do it's really fine. the traditional tab. Mm. That shit just snapped right off. This is... Related, unrelated. Have you guys seen this product? I get it advertised to me on Facebook. That's like this thing that you put on top of a can and it cuts the top off. Mm. I've seen something like that. And I'm like, that just sounds like a way to get metal particles in your beer. Yeah. Or whatever or like, you're drinking. I'm assuming it cuts it nicely, but I would be worried about cutting my fucking lip, dude. Yeah. Have you Supposedly ever cut your lip? It's it's smooth. That's what Have they say. Have you ever cut your lip in your life? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Holy fuck. That shit never stops bleeding. 
Oh yeah. As I, a, I remember being in like junior high, and for some reason, I gave myself a paper cut in the lip. It was the worst thing Jesus that ever Christ happened to me in my life. Dude, I did it while shaving. I thought I was gonna have to get it cauterized. I've had. I cut off a little part of my lip. I've had loved ones die. I've had you know heartbreak over over girls. I've never had a pain as bad as oh. cutting paper cutting my lip. That's the truth. Just put some dust on it. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> same thing, dude. It's it, it heals it. Liquid skin. Did you ever cut oh. the corner of your mouth on like a chip, like a like a tortilla chip, like chip like or something? Yeah. You want to know how I got these scars, dude? I've done tortillas. That. I feel like I've done that a few different times, and I'm like, I played myself here by my own by need my for own snacking, fucking gluttony. Yeah, just I can't get it into my gullet fast enough. It is amazing how many ways that at least I know that I've hurt myself from eating food, yeah. whether it's a cut on the lip, like I'm saying, if you've, if you've taken a, a chip and a little point, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. right in the roof of your yeah, mouth, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, son of a you're bitch. fucked permanently, Completely. potentially. Completely. So. You might die. So thanks, Pauls, for that. Into your brain. Conversation. That's it. Yeah. All right. Well, <laughs> on that note, do you guys want to get into the news? Please. Let's, let's do, do it. it. Yep. So let's start out with some Halo news. I thought this was really interesting. Joseph Staten. He is a renowned series veteran for Halo. If you've watched any of the Halo, the making of documentaries that came in like your Halo 2 special edition, as I did when I was a, a young lad, mm. he was always in them. Yeah. He was a big part of the like campaign and the narrative design of Halo. Also was a big part of creating the world of Destiny initially. He has been brought in, brought back. To work on the campaign of Halo Infinite. From the dead. From the dead. Well, he... <laughs> so what's interesting about him is that he was working at Bungie and then he left. And then he came and worked at Xbox Game Studios like as an overall sort of like management slash producer that he would kind of help games along to my understanding. Yeah. So now he's being moved over to exclusively for the time being 343. To work on this game. I'd be interested to see the timeline. I wonder if Activision picks, pissed him off. Oh, for Destiny? Yeah. That's a big possibility. Yeah. Seriously, though. Yeah, because I, I was looking on his Wikipedia and it said, like, to pursue new creative endeavors. And then he ended up at, at Xbox yeah. shortly. I don't know if it was shortly after, but. So I guess my question for you guys is with this news, I found this really surprising in the fact that. This game was originally supposed to come out in like two months, two yeah. to three months. Yeah. Well, was it originally supposed to, or was it supposed to come out before that? Oh, before the before I think launch. I, I always assumed it was supposed to be yeah. with the launch of the Series X. Who knows though? Anyway, it's now. Who knows when? When it's coming? Does bringing in a key figure like this this late into the game spell even more trouble than we had originally thought? Well, I can say it doesn't give me any good feelings about it. Right. I'm not like yes. Um, late development cycle addition to the team who's known for rallying <laughs> things like it doesn't make me think good things about what's happening so far but what it does tell me is that there's potentially going to be good things ahead right yeah what it, what i get from this is that they realized they were in trouble i think mm -hmm. and it's good to have somebody there but the fact that they're pushing this one guy so much We've seen very talented creators of games that just do well for a while and then maybe don't do so good. So I just hope that they don't put too much weight in that. Um, it does make me continue to believe that Halo was in more trouble than we ever thought. Yeah. Um, but I agree with Ben. I mean, my view is that it could be good, but... It's probably like 7525 for me right now. I don't know, man. I just thought of an alternate take on this. What if this is obviously he's going to go and help out. Mm -hmm. But I wonder if this is a move if you're if you're Phil Spencer and you think, OK, everyone's shitting on Halo Infinite and it's only been really seen one time. What can we do to make it look like we're doing the right thing in the eyes of the public that will assure people that this will be an authentic Halo experience, even if all he's doing is showing up and being like, yes, do that. No, don't do this. Change a, a little. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. here's yeah. an idea. It's just like, oh, don't worry. We've got we've got Joe here involved. Yeah. So it's authentic now. Yeah. Here's an idea. Have the game speak for itself. Mm. <laughs> give 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 information that makes me think that, you know, 
not that I just don't tend to put my faith in a single person, regardless of who's on the team. Right. You know, and also I know it can be difficult to come into something late. Right. So, you know, I definitely agree with you. I think that for the people that are very excited and maybe weren't as critical of the last information that we got, it'll make them much more excited than most people. Right. Man, this must, I feel like this would really suck. Like this would be a happy and negative announcement if you work at three for three, especially if you're, if you're in leadership on this game, because it just basically says like, yeah, you guys weren't competent enough to handle this on your own. So we need to bring in, or maybe it came from them. Maybe they said, look, we're doing what we can. We, we need help. Then take three four three off. If that's the case, I mean, honestly, you gotta wonder what the future three four three is like, after this game. If that is the case, Ben, yeah, that's all I'm saying. It might not be, but yeah, no, I just continue to be puzzled. By all I know Halo. is that if this game was doing phenomenally, whether it was in reality or just the eyes of the public, they wouldn't need to bring in the All Star. Whether it's only a media play or whether it's also got to do with the reality of the situation and the game's actually not panning out well whatever whichever of those two it is that's why he's there i mean it's not because it's like a, a slam dunk master chief himself will be helping <laughs> <on with this. laughs> he's, he's gonna be there okay that was just a quick one but i found it really interesting um that they're doing that so this next one is for the boys Ooh, call of duty black ops cold war has now been fully revealed and here are the important details that I picked out of uh, the different media going around about it. It'll be cross-play and cross-gen support. So if you're on your PS5, you can play with your 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 buddy who's a pleb, you know, still rocking the PS4. Disgusting. Right. Yeah. Go ahead. I was going to say, you're going to run into pretty quickly with some, like, graphical things that could give advantages. But anyway, go ahead. Yeah. Uh, just as with the previous title, there will be free post launch content. Mm. So they are sticking with the battle pass, uh, for their way of monetization post launch. I think it's worked. So that makes sense. This will be a direct sequel from what we can tell to the original black ops. Now, Brandon, you, did you see the trailer? I did. I did. Doesn't this. I never played the original Black Ops campaign. Mm-hmm. Apparently, this features a lot of the same characters from that campaign. Yeah, so I will say that the Black Ops series was not one that I had my roots in as much as the Modern Warfare series. But um, this Wood guy, Sergeant Wood, Captain Wood, whatever his rank is. Sorry, military people. I know it matters. Whatever he is, he is from the first one. Yeah. And you could play as him in the new Modern Warfare um and he's going to be in this one so yeah i mean they i'm interested to see how they're going to bridge over the gap in time because even in the trailer it was like air you know helicopters flying into a jungle with ccr playing obviously vietnam (laughs) so like you know and then it just kind of skips ahead so i'm wondering how that's going to progress but the thing i read said that it starts in 1981 and will take place place throughout that decade. Interesting. Okay. Which in the trailer also a big thing was uh Ronald Reagan, of course. Mm-hmm. Reagan. Yeah. So it seems like with Raven taking over the campaign for this one, they are trying out a lot of new interesting things for the campaign. Specifically, you'll be able to create your own character for the campaign, whether that's male or female, or if you just want to not create a character at all and just be the faceless, nameless protagonist you can right. also do that right from the Eurogamer article that i read uh they described that there will be several hitman style levels and they said that this is there's open-ended approaches to levels that usually would end with a traditional style call of duty shootout right. but yeah you'll be faced with a situation that you can tackle in numerous different ways yes And last but not least, there will be multiple endings to the game, depending on the choices you make throughout. Cool. Now we're getting mechanics that were prevalent 10 years ago in this game. (laughs) So that's what I was going to say. Does this excite? (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I guess it excites me as much as, you know, the character creator does on any menu. But um, I think that it's going to be a welcome change. And I say that sarcastically, but 
I think that these little things will help to bring Call of Duty into the next generation a little bit more because I feel like they have a tried and true formula. They're very different from year to year, but also very much the same. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the core gameplay is not going to change that much, but well, yeah. And I mean, the core of it itself, but I'm I'm thinking on the lines of campaign specifically even. I mean, for me, first person games, which Call of Duty always has been. Uh, don't don't give me a character creator. If you want to give somebody the ability to choose their voice or the way their hands look on the guns, that's fine. But I don't need a character creator because chances are I'm never seeing that character's face again. What? Unless you're in cutscenes. Unless you're in cutscenes, yeah. Um, as far as the options, I mean, player choice is always a good thing. But I know for a fact that they're going to give me 17 different ways to defeat those levels at the end. And if running through shooting... Moving as fast as I can is one of those options. That's how I. That's that's how I'm going to play. Right. Yeah. I'm not a stealth guy. I don't prefer that. So that's going to be. You know, I'm going to be the guy out on top of the hill with the rocket launcher, not right. the guy hiding in the bushes. Yeah. Uh, so I already know how that's going to go down for me. Yeah. I think it's good to have such a polished core change. Yeah. And so if we can bring that incredibly tight gameplay to slightly different, and I say slightly. Because you still want to feel authentic. And I don't even know what that means. That's so general. But, you know, I feel like there's a potential for goodness here. I mean, I was not excited. The trailer was very interesting, at least to me. I noticed some things in it from previous Black Ops. You know, like the RC car and, you know, the characters. And, yeah, man, I, th I just think that whereas I wasn't excited two weeks ago my interest has been peaked a little bit. Hmm. Yeah. I think it's cool that there's some, some fresh blood working on, I mean, yeah. obviously Raven has experience working on call of duty for a long time, but the, the fact that this is their campaign is exciting. Nonetheless, I don't know. I'm thinking, I guess my hope for when they say these open-ended approaches, it's not necessarily like stealth versus right. Blasting everybody. Like I'd love it if they're like, okay, you can go in with a tank and blow a hole through the front door and do the full guns blazing. Or you can do a more not stealth, but tactical style yeah, like snipering, you know, like whatever. Not even sniping. I'm just thinking of like the real tight missions from Modern Warfare. Yeah. Where you're doing like tactical type yeah. shit. So either way, though, I feel like even if you are just wanting to go big, the fact that there is a potential from replayability is mm -hmm. good thinking about the modern warfare campaign i played it beat it never ever have thought to go back right and, and even that, in the slightest and that's what most of them are like yeah i mean some of the other black ops ones incentivized right a little bit and there there is small incentives in modern warfare but Black Ops had like the the metal screen and you can go and collect stuff from Black Ops 3 from like a hub. They tried a little bit. I'd like to see that refined. And, you know, if they've gotten bones from another studio, maybe it it's already almost there. Speaking of the campaign, I was just thinking I played the campaign originally on PC with our review copy. But then I've been playing on my own copy because I was playing on PS4 and stuff, just doing, you know, whatever, doing Warzone. And then now I've been playing exclusively on my PC, and I can only play Warzone on my PC. And I thought, I want to be able to play multiplayer. Whenever the crew wants to play multiplayer, I want to be able to jump in. So I went ahead and bought it again. And now I'm like, well, there's skins and stuff I don't have. Maybe I'll just play the campaign again. Yeah. There's certain skins you unlock in the right. campaign. Yeah. Um, maybe I'll just, like, you know, play through it again. So I might end up doing it on, like, the easiest yeah. mode or whatever and no, just I mean, it's, through it. It's definitely an interesting campaign. Mm -hmm. I mean, you know, it has certain didn't elements. break any barriers, but it's... no, no, not at all. Um, but I think after the uh, the type of Call of Duty that was coming out previous to that, it was falsely refreshing to yeah. get something that was back to what it was before. Right? You know? Yeah, I agree. So I'm trying to look up because I'm trying to remember exactly what the the pricing structure is because it's a little interesting it is interesting with it being a cross-gen title so this is from forbes on november 13th there will be three different versions of the game a 59.99 standard edition a cross-gen edition that can be played on current and next-gen consoles for 89.99 <sighs> so if you buy the regular version of the game 
then if you want to play that copy on your PS5 and Xbox Series X with the upgrades for the next gen version, it will cost you $10. So basically, if you want to play this on next gen, it's going to be 70 bucks. Yeah. Well, but, well, that one bundle said 80, didn't it? I believe there is an $80 bundle that's like the special edition. Simplify bundles. Yeah. You hear me, Marketing America? <laughs> Stop it. Here's, you know what it tells me, though? It tells me I'm going to buy it on PC because that's right. probably where I'm going to end up playing it anyway. And I won't have to worry about the upgrade. <laughs> yeah, really? I believe that $80 one is the special edition and it includes the cross-gen version of the game. Oh, okay. Gotcha. So, Interesting. Are they outright even doing pre-orders for PS5 games yet? No, not outright. Yeah, yeah they really? are. I've seen a couple that go up for pre-order, I think. Huh. Dude, we don't... We'll get, we should get into that, I don't that even too. want to talk. Yeah, it's just... It seems like if it's launching on November 13th, that seems to be the day. Because that's also the day that Cyberpunk is coming out. Yeah. So... Wow. You have to imagine <sighs> that that's when PS5 is coming out. R.I.P. Wallet. Yeah. <laughs> just... PS5, Call oh of Duty. Oh, uh, oh, my God. Cyberpunk. Cyberpunk what else? Um, Ratchet. Ratchet and Clank. Spider-Man. Miles Morales. <laughs> Spider-Man. And who knows whatever else it's just going to be. I don't even. I can't, Start even, play, saving. I can't no. even play that many games, but I know I want them. Mm. I need them all. Yeah. I want to I want to have the fucking I want I want to stick my fist in the PS5 and get the infinity gauntlet of fucking launch titles in my mm. fucking shit. <laughs> Straight from the fist. That's yeah. right. Mr. Fister. When PS4 came out, it was like that nice period when I was I did had I had no financial responsibilities. Yeah. And so I just bought a bunch of the games that came out, even if I didn't care about them. Like I got Killzone, which was fine. Yeah. Battlefield 4. Assassin's Creed. Oh, I think I even bought the Need for Speed. Yeah, I bought Need for Speed and it, Rivals. Yeah. Rivals. It was fine. Yeah, sorry. Right. But I just wanted as many games right. as I could get on PS4. Yeah. It's it'll be weird because this time I probably can still afford. I shouldn't though. But what's weird is that there's not going to be any games that I want to play less. Right. Though I'm not Cyberpunk's a PC. Yeah. Game I'm going for PC sure for Cyberpunk and for you guys. Yeah. For sure. Well, you, just, you know, just <laughs> hop on. How oh, easy. Yeah, actually, good. just tack it to the end of that list. Yeah. So what do we got? We got an entire PC. <laughs> Speaking of PC, perfect segue. Oh, because NVIDIA revealed the RTX 30 series graphics card just earlier. Smoke cards, the whole series. So here's the facts you guys need to know. The 3080. This is what they're calling the flagship card. Mm -hmm. It's going to cost six ninety nine. 699 US dollars, but it will run twice as good, two times the performance of the current 2080. Twice the performance. That's, that's a lot. That's, that's a, a lot. lot. That's a lot. It'll be. And a it's bit. good. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, the 2080. Yeah. Up until literally this point. It's not the best card. I mean, it's close. Yeah. So those will be available to purchase on September 17th. The 2070. So this is their slightly cheaper card. 3070? Oh, 3070, yes. Sorry. It'll cost 499 and it is going to be faster than the 2080 Ti. That is the current flagship card that was going for 1400-ish, yeah. just a few, you know, up until now, right. basically. So faster than 2080 Ti, 499. This will be out in October. And finally, they showed their highest end card that is aimed at professionals and people who want to take it to the absolute max. They called it the BF GPU, which did make me chuckle a little oh, bit when I was hell watching yeah. it. That's what I'm talking about. This card costs $1,499 US dollars, but it can run games at 8K in 60 frames per second. That's what I'm getting. Put it on the tab. Dude, put, put, it, on put the tab. it on the which tab. Which one are you going to get, Dustin? I am going to get the 3080. Okay. The 3090 is just too much. There there's like a a value yeah. that I a lot of tech YouTubers will talk about like a diminishing returns. Right. It yeah. is definitely diminishing returns. And the other thing is like I don't have an 8K display. Right. <laughs> I, I guess, guess fucker. 
Oh, dude, no. don't even. Don't. You know, I was just saying, I shouldn't you know, even if say you that. bought one with 8K capabilities, you would have an 8K monitor. I don't really care about 8K. You care about 4K though. I do, but the, you have you don't even have 4K now. 1440. You have 1440. Yeah. Oh, on my monitors, yeah. yeah. As far as downstairs though, I right. Mean, so. I guess technically with the 3090, you could be pushing like 4K 120 FPS, which would be that is delicious. I feel like with the 3080, though, there's going to be a significant amount of games that you can run at 4K, not probably 120, but higher than 60 Mm -hmm. for sure. If it's faster than the the 2080 Ti, as is, then Minecraft (laughs) 3000 frames per second. Wow. It's happening. <laughs> it's it's going to happen. Some of these monitors they're coming out with now have that can do over 300 frames. Insane. That's insane. Isn't there like, once again, diminishing return, but like, what is your eye fucking process? So what is the frames per second on your fucking eyeball? <laughs> How the, many frames per second is real life? What kind of megahertz is in this bitch right here? What is it? The To my understanding, the only reason that you would want something above 144 is if you are playing competitively Mm -hmm. and the other thing is in order you're not going to be able to run current game like you know a a new triple a release anywhere near 300 frames these are people who are playing counter-strike or valorant or something like that and terraria the more frames (laughs) (laughs) the more frames you have the more um the lower the input latency oh gotcha and so that makes sense for the pro gamers that have the, you know, millisecond difference, you know, right. that matters. Right. It makes a big difference. Especially in games like Valorant and Counter-Strike and stuff. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Right. Those that are going to matter more than the traditional. Exactly. Yeah. You're not going to fucking play Donkey Kong Country emulator on 300 frames per second and it matter. Well, there's right. even a big difference, in my opinion, on response time between something like Call of Duty, which is very fast, and something like Valorant, because it's they're both very fast, but in different ways. Yeah. One's about accuracy and precision. One's about accuracy and spray. Blasting that ass. Yeah, that's yeah, right, dude. So I will say, though, 144 FPS is the way to go. I love I recommend it for everybody. Yeah. If you're I, if you're on PC and you've got a, a honestly at this point, like I right now, since I'm trying to sell my. 2080 i have my 1070 in here it can run a lot of games at 1440p at 80 or 90 fps yeah so yeah it's not good. hard yeah to necessarily do now but yeah. it's and now 1440p monitors are really i mean 1440p 144 hertz monitors are not they're not horribly expensive yeah they're 300 bucks not like they yeah. were maybe two years ago no not yeah my well, monitor is 1080 144 and i bought it like a couple months ago for under 120. Yeah. So, I mean, it's not that much of a step up. Yeah. And I mean, the competitiveness would only really, like, I feel like for the competitiveness, the frames yeah. would be oh, more yeah. important than the resolution. Right. Yeah. It's a huge night and day difference if you're playing at high frame rate. So and that's one of the exciting thing about the new consoles is that a lot of games are saying that they will offer high frame rate mode, including Call of Duty, I think, saw that. They're working on 120 FPS mode for PlayStation God. 5. Definitely going to be 1080p, though. I'm, I don't I'm thinking care. 1440p at best. I would like for them to give an option. Oh, yeah, for sure. And I think I'm hoping that that is the future of consoles is that while we might not be able to do like full adjusting shadows, adjusting textures, whatever, is that you have like options which we've started to see that now with the ps4 pro yeah yeah and, and even like what the fucking game was i playing neo right neo has an option and i don't even have a pro man i can't imagine what the high frame rate mode is like on uh, base ps4 it's, it's still bad it has to be like 900p or it's, even 720 i mean it's still bad yes it's and, bad. and it's not 60 the high frame rate no. mode on ps i, I couldn't imagine it no. would be damn no. yeah it's unfortunate. It's my own fault. Right. So, yeah, these NVIDIA cards are looking pretty nice. A lot of excitement around the Internet. People were were buzzing, especially because I believe the 3080 leaked price was seven ninety nine. Yeah. And then uh, it had to have been intentional. Right. The NVIDIA put out this leak 
with a, the wrong price right. in order to surprise everybody yeah. today. So here's my questions about this, boys, because you, you, both of you know a little bit more than I do. So part of the reason the market was messed up was because of scarcity, right? Right. Previously? Yep. Is there going to be issues where these are going to get gobbled up, you think? Oh, yeah. These are going to get gobbled up. The, the, we were talking about this just a tad before. I think now what the problem is going to be is somebody like Dustin or me who have a, a new card that's, you know, a higher price. Like, we, you got yours at a, at a, on a sale, and so did I. But, like, still, we both paid equal to or a little more than what the, the new flagship cards cost. Right. And so, like, for us, where's the resale, resale market? Right. I mean, well, I not mean, that they care about the resale market because they're not making a dollar off of that, yeah. except for having their brand and more computers. But um, for me, like, I just bought my... It's, it's a high-end 2070. It's almost a 2080 uh, based on the specs I saw. But I paid, like, 400 bucks for it, and it's refurbished. It yeah. was actually brand new. It was just the box was destroyed. Um, but I paid, like, 400 bucks for that. If I had waited a few months, I could have bought a better card for not much more than that. But now if I want to buy that better card, I'm not getting 400 bucks back out of that yeah. two-month-old, you know, GPU. Yeah, I mean, I guess the seller is at the disadvantage, at least for resale on this one. If you're yeah. trying to build a PC right oh, yeah. now, though. Yeah, if you don't Now's need, the fucking time, I, mean, I guess. But the difference is, like, if I'm debating between buying a 2080 and a 3080... What's going to stop me from buying a 3080? Because it's cheaper. Right. Than, well, cheaper than 2080s were yesterday. Yeah. <laughs> you have to imagine that any stock of new 2080s, 2080 Ti are, are about to just go way down. Yeah. Making the used market even right. worse. But Black well, Friday 2080. Depending still- on the deal, some people have some of the like new egg. I'm sure they they buy, you know, however many 2080s. And or they they get them and they they're like payable on on sale. Like there might be a an issue or a situation, and I'm just speculating based on other markets I know of. But like we're gonna send you this stock, you pay us when you sell it. But if you don't sell it, you can send it back to us. I have a feeling that's gonna be a situation. But it's so it was weird to me seeing people react on the internet to these cards, and I feel like the same people that are like. Man, the PS5 needs to be under 499 yeah. or whatever are also like, yeah, I want to get a 3080. Right. It's like is 499 too expensive or is it not? Right. I don't I don't get it. Right. I don't know if it's just the the computer hardware market has always been more premium, more expensive, but isn't it the it relatively the same components? I mean, come on. No. Well, no, Dude, I, mean, I mean like production like what they actually are. <sighs> It it all comes down to the fact that PS5, they're buying the same chip in bulk. Right. And you're not buying just a chip. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So there's a True. whole economy of scale and stuff yeah. like that that involves the whole the cards and stuff. Yeah, like but, my like my GPU and my PC comes with, you know, a backplate and a full uh, mount and three fans and, you know, all sorts of stuff. Whereas Sony can be like these chips that are three by five or smaller give us 10 million of them yeah what's your best price yeah, can you make a dollar a piece on these right no hmm. interesting i'm excited though i think they'll be hopefully very cool i'd like to i'm trying to i said this earlier but i'm trying to sell my current card my two previous cards i'm trying to sell them both to justify being being able to buy the 3080. I mean, if so. you, I don't think there's anything to justify with this card. If you have the, the rest of the... The only reason I don't, I'm not thinking about upgrading is because I just bought my CPU, and I would not need to, but probably want to get a better CPU if I was going to get a 3080. Right. And I just can't justify doing that. Right. But if I needed a GPU right now, there's no question. I mean, that's a, that's a phenomenal deal compared to the rest of the market. Mm-hmm. So I don't know that you need to justify it. Right. Well, the justification is that... a. a a 2080 is a great card. I don't yes. need to upgrade. The justification is you don't need three GPUs in your house. Right. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, we'll we'll see how it goes. Hopefully I don't get, you know, completely screwed on the price. But who knows? But if you think about it, you got a really good deal on that 2080. Oh, amazing deal. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. So we'll see. Okay, moving along. Uh, just two lighter things. 
I guess I probably could have put these both in quickies. So we're just going to start the quickies now. Ubisoft is having another event on September 10th. Looks like we're going to see more of Gods and Monsters. Wait, is that what it's called? They right? changed the name, didn't they? They changed the name, but I didn't see what it was. I didn't either. Anyway, that event's on September 10th. PS Plus games this month are out now. Street Fighter V and PUBG. Brandon, this pleases you. This pleases me greatly. Which one or both? Both. I mean, I own Street Fighter, but maybe somebody will play it now. Do you own it digitally? No, I own it physically. There you go. I actually almost didn't even buy it. Yeah. Didn't you buy it on Black Friday? Yeah, I just... I was like, oh, this game's cheap. We'll get it. Yeah. I don't know. I just like collecting them. Yeah. But um, no, I'm excited about PUBG specifically, I guess, more. That's going to be awesome on your base PS4. Yeah. yeah. You know, I'm used to it. Yeah. <laughs> At this point, I just, um, I'm, I am on life support and I'm waiting to get to the end of the year. I'm soon in the next month. I might transfer to hospice as far as this PS4 goes. I'm going to say my goodbyes and then I'm going to take it out back. I'm, I gave that thing a full colonoscopy just a few weeks ago and when i cleaned that not, bitch out it's running greater than it's ever ran oh good but it's greatest is still not great sorry buddy <laughs> right that's fair put me in coach not today i'm excited to check out street fighter 5 because the past like year and a half i've had this idea in my mind that i would learn how to play fighting games yeah Ooh. let me know because anytime i play them i just Button mash, mash buttons oh. i don't know how to play them like i understand the mechanics. I understand there's combos and whatever, but like, I just don't, I don't get it. Dude, let me know. I'll play with you. I, was, right. I actually popped in Mortal Kombat 11. Oh. Yesterday. The day before that, maybe. Yeah, it's it's weird. I don't think there's a single, well, no, the, the fighting game I played the most was Dragon Ball Z Budokai on PS2. And Smash. I don't, this isn't the same type of fighting uh, game. Yeah, though. I know, but. Smash is more, is the, the platform yeah. fighter. So, speaking of that, I've been wanting to get that Min Min. DLC. I was thinking about the other day. I just I need to just buy that pass. Yeah. Yeah, I haven't yet. Um I'll probably do it whenever I pick up Smash again. Yeah. Want the new fighters back. Okay, here's the rest of the quickies. Fall Guys. Once again, we're talking about Fall Guys. It's the most downloaded PS Plus game of all time globally. Of all time. Yeah. Bruh. This is bigger insane. than Rocket League? It's insane, but think about it this way uh if fall guys had come out two years ago and it already had several million people purchased it nobody would be buying it mm. no, I, nobody would be downloading it because maybe they would redeem it to their account i guess it's technically already redeemed but since it released on ps plus at the same time it released period mm. on any platform then in that case everyone who's playing it for whatever the reason whether they would have played it or not is down is getting it on ps plus yeah but uh, seriously i am baffled that people have playstation plus and don't at least add it to their library but that's not what i'm saying i'm saying bloodborne was was a uh release recently you know what was that two years ago i don't know recently right uh time's relative i had bought it for ten (laughs) dollars on a playstation sale like a month before that so when i went into the ps plus games that that month it was already in my library, so I wasn't a download. If, right. it, if I hadn't already had it, I would have downloaded it. it I would yeah. have been an additional number. I get what you're saying. So what I'm saying is if Fall Guys came out two years ago for $20 and then had and PlayStation Plus, yeah. 2 million people downloaded it, then right. those 2 million people who would have downloaded it probably from PlayStation Plus would not have. I see that. I'm just also just thinking, too, I mean... I guess Call of Duty Modern Warfare Remastered was already out for a little bit, but it was such a low key. It was, but the people release. who wanted it the most already bought it. True. And it was only available digitally, so they had to buy it through the PlayStation Store. Hmm. Or wait, am I, I might be wrong on that if it was only available digitally or not. What? Modern Warfare? Yeah. Yeah, it was not released physically. Okay. So what I'm saying, though, is even I'm sure it's I understand impressive. what you're saying. Uh, yeah, I know. But I'm, yeah. Saying, well, I'm saying I'm sure it's impressive. I'm positive they've got more downloads maybe than even some others would have if it had been released. I'm sure there were still a lot of people who wouldn't have played it otherwise. Right. But like if you release a new game on PS plus from the get go, it's free as compared to potentially people already having in their libraries. You're of course going to get more downloads. Right. So let's talk about the future of fall guys for just a second. New season, new season in six months. Will this game be gone? 
I think, think so. It depends on their post-launch support. Yeah. To me, which they're already seem to be in in full gear because they did that reveal. And because of how many people have played it and the streamers they got on board and everything else, um, people are. I mean, they've they've got money now. Right. I just I, I don't know, man. I just wonder because when you look at the game itself, it only has cosmetics. Yeah. That's the leg to stand on. Cosmet- so I, I mean, Battle Pass kind of. Yeah, but and they sold but they sold millions of copies on PC. Yes. Two True. weeks after it came out, they were at two million. I don't even remember what it was on PlayStation, but they were at two million. And I was we were talking about this the other night. A lot of games, especially indie games, never get anywhere near a million. Half half a million, <laughs> yeah, let alone yeah. two million. Yeah. And this isn't me shitting on the game because I want it to succeed. Yeah. I just wonder if it's gonna wear off. Yeah. Because so many games do. You'll see them pop up. Well, every game wears off eventually. Well, yeah. I mean, yeah. Speaking of, this is totally unrelated. That Rocket Arena game that yes. EA put out. Is it already out? Is it already dead? It's been out. Oh, really? And it is now. It came out, and I, I want to say it was 40 at launch. You can now purchase it for $5 what? on PlayStation. And anywhere, but $5 for Rocket Arena. So that's a game that just completely... Crash and burned. Sorry. Like, oh, there was no hype around it. I no. didn't. Okay, so this is, if this means anything to somebody listening, I didn't know it was out. So what does that mean? I don't know. Maybe bad marketing? I don't know. I think just people don't want another Fortnite-looking game. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. All right. Lego Star Wars has been delayed to spring 2021. This is Are Lego Star Wars. kidding me? Dude, this game looks sweet. <laughs> Have you seen? Did you see the trailer or anything? Dude, Yaddle's in it or whatever. Yaddle. Y- oh, yeah. The, the, other. <laughs> the Yoda with the hair. Yeah. So this is the Lego. It's called Lego Star Wars. The Skywalker saga It covers all nine movies, Ooh. which is crazy. And I know that they've they're kind of reinventing the Lego Star Wars or just the Lego formula for this game. See, Brandon, I know that you're you're hot on these Lego games. Yeah. So does a reinvention intrigue you? Yeah, um, I would say it does. Um, I've played recent iterations of Lego games and thought that they deviated in such a way that I didn't appreciate. Um, namely, The Incredibles. Oh. Lego game. Another game I purchased on Black Friday that I would never have purchased otherwise. And it didn't feel like a Lego game to me really? for some reason. It just <clears throat> it didn't click. Unlike any other Lego game I've ever played. The last so, one I played was Lego Marvel Superheroes, which was around the launch of PS4. Yeah, that's dope. I played the first superhero one. I haven't played the second one, but I like the first one. So, I mean, it's weird that we're always in this balancing act of continuing series of keeping them the same, but innovating them. Right. And how do you do that? So I think that a lot of people's experiences with Legos were with those Star Wars games, at least in my friend group. Whether it was years apart, a lot of my friends have played the, the Lego Star Wars games. Right. And a lot of my parents, friends' kids had that. You know, like, I don't know if that's just anecdotal, but, you know, I feel like there's definitely some potential here because they got the right type of game. I'm just interested how it's going to change. Yeah. It'll be curious to see. I'm looking forward to it. It'll be out also on next gen Ooh, at launch. 300 frames. <laughs> uh, Doom Eternal's first expansion is called The Ancient Gods Part 1. It is out on October 20th. Did anyone else beat Doom? No. Was I, was I the only well, wait, one? Doom Eternal? Doom Eternal. Yeah, no. I, uh, Brandon, you didn't beat it either. No, I have it. I just. Haven't. Man, what happened to this game? I don't know. Uh, well, I know what happened with me. Well, you guys aren't the only ones. Yeah. But I personally wanted to play it really bad. And then I got locked out of it for a while because of some issues with the account. Right. And then once I did get in, I was there was other things to play and it just didn't. Yeah. yeah. There was too much of a good thing, I think, for me, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um. Though I that- wanted my Doom game to maybe be a little bit simpler, which doesn't sound like something that I would want. But I don't know. I think it's just the combination of mechanics and I don't know. Go ahead. 
I, I want to revise what I said. A lot of people had no problem with Doom Eternal. Yeah, There's yeah. something in uh, the Handsome Phantom crew that you guys, Phil, maybe Dave. I don't know if Dave played it. I don't know if he even tried to play it. At the yeah. yeah, I'm not sure. But yeah, very well, interesting. I didn't dislike it. Right. Phil actively hates it. He hated the platforming. Yeah. I don't think I would dislike it. I think it came at a very bad time for me. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And I just need to pick it back up. But I think I will be frustrated again instantly. And as someone who plays a much more involved shooter almost every day, I shouldn't be frustrated. I don't know. I just feel like there was something off for me personally. Right. And I cannot put my finger on it. Uh, finally, last but not least, Ratchet and Clank got a new gameplay trailer at the opening night live event, and it looked pretty cool, but it was mostly stuff we had already seen. They will offer a 60 FPS mode for the game when it comes out, and they said that it is coming out during the PS5 launch window. Yeah, which could mean up to six months, probably. You'd have to assume. Also, I feel like anymore, it's only news if you don't offer 60 FPS on a next-gen console. Right. Like, don't tell me that you offer it, because I'm just... I'm assuming you're going to. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean... If you're a first-party $60 game or more, $60 or more you game... You would hope, but... Yeah. I mean, I'm hoping that the PS5 ushers in what you're describing. Yeah. Really. I mean, truly. I feel like we could have easily achieved better fidelity as far as frame rate goes on this current generation, and there were some issues with optimization. I don't fucking know. Issues with is the CPU was slightly underpowered f- compared to the GPU, of especially yeah. like the PS4 Pro and stuff. They had to keep it the same because of compatibility. But yeah, but I'm hoping that kind of goes by the wayside. I want to see high performing games on console, period. I don't care what title it is. There should be a standard and I want it to be set there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, that's what Xbox from their first party is pushing. Yeah. Is 60 FPS, all first party titles. So good, at least on Series X, I'm assuming they won't be able to stick to that for Xbox one for the cross release games. But who knows? I know Halo will be 60 FPS. They've been pushing that. Who knows? They got that guy in there. Maybe he's like a 30 FPS guy. Maybe. Who knows? (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, so we didn't really talk much about opening night live because did 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 you guys watch this at all? I watched the feed on Twitter talk about it, but dude, it was the biggest fucking waste of time. Yeah. Yeah. I've ever experienced. I didn't watch it. For I that just reason. watched the notes, so it wasn't that disappointing to me. Right. But that's because I didn't watch the show. Yeah, it was a lot of like updates mm. to stuff we already knew about. And well, didn't they didn't they set our expectations with that, though? They did. Yeah, they did. It's just one of those things that. It's a two fucking hour show. Yeah, that's that's a long time. And they're like, here is the a cinematic thing for World of the new World of Warcraft expansion that's like eight to ten minutes long. And I'm I was I was watching it and I was like, Holly was in the kitchen. I'm like, I had to tell her, I'm like, what the fuck is going on? Why am I watching it wasn't even a real like blizzard cinematic. Like it was like animated drawings. It wasn't even the like the one of the best things about blizzards. Right. It wasn't even that. No. That's it was just like drawings with VO. That went on for fucking ever. And then they're like, I, this has to be a Jeff Keighley thing is that he wants to add weird and fun elements. I appreciate that. He puts the Muppets yep. in his shows. It's a fucking Gillette, mate. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that was just an ad. dude. <laughs> yeah, I, I, know, I know. So in the middle of this show, they have the the fire tracks of the DeLorean show up on screen. Uh-huh. And and Doc Brown in character. What, what's his name in real life? I don't I don't remember. I can't remember. He shows up as himself, as his Back to the Future character, says from the future, and he's here to talk about Surgeon Simulator 2. I'm like, why? What? It's just they just forked up the money for the celeb, dude. That's all. I guess. I mean, I think Jeff Keighley is, especially with the Game Awards, even though a lot of it doesn't make sense to us, like, hey, we're having Weezer come out to announce Devil Trigger is about to be performed. It doesn't, it's stupid to us, but for the public, it, it makes it like celebrities equal. Clout. Good. Clout yeah. slash, uh, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Exposure. Exposure. Legitimacy. And validity. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. But 
I don't know. I feel like the the general public isn't watching ONL. Yeah, but f- fucking Good Morning America is going to run something about how Doc Brown. Maybe. You know, maybe. Yeah. That's all I'm saying is that, like, you know, especially with that character. Also, I kind of feel like at this point, like. Christopher Lloyd. Christopher Lloyd. Thank you. Um, at this point, you're like, hmm, who's the cheapest celebrity with a big name we could get? Yeah. Like, oh, dude, that I love Christopher Lloyd. G. Don't get me wrong. I love him. But I guarantee his his going rate isn't that high. Yeah. And they were like, just film something because he wasn't there. Yeah. He just filmed something on his phone. Dude, they just or he paid- was like. You know, Zoom called in or something. He paid for a cameo. That's all he did. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Dude, could you? <laughs> that's the future we live in. I know. When the cameos are good enough that you cannot even tell. It's yeah. like, I will pay you $50 to just act this one line right here. Yeah. We're going to slap it into a fucking slideshow. Guys, that's a good idea. We should do a movie filmed entirely wow. through cameo. New genre. Whoa. Found, found footage. Yeah. Oh. Double found. What One interesting <laughs> detail that Keeley did put out is that they... Christopher Lloyd had asked like what he should wear and he was like, oh, maybe you should wear like the lab coat or like a Hawaiian shirt or something like that, like the movie. And he's like, OK. And then he's like, oh, you know what? I have this one. And it's the one that he actually wore in That's the movie awesome. that he still That's had awesome. that he yeah. wore for opening night live. So that was kind of cool. That should be in the Smithsonian. Definitely. Dude, this is we're, OK. We're at the end of the show. So fuck it. Have you been watching High Score? No. On Netflix? Uh, no. I oh, yeah, because you're going to try to get Emily to watch it with yep. you. Okay. So there are so many times that they have developers and they're showing the documents, the design documents for like Pac-Man or something. And I'm like, mm-hmm. don't touch that. Yeah. I'm like, <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, it's, yeah. it's going to crumble in your hands I'm like, and you're going to be done. This is something that, that it's funny. I had thought this and Colin has also said it. So I don't want to, you know, people to say I'm copying him. But I right. thought this also that it's like, don't touch that. That goes that needs to go in a museum now. The yeah. documents for Pac-Man belong to museum. Yes. Period. Yes. End of story. It's a very good documentary series. I highly yeah. recommend it if you haven't watched it. I watched the first episode and I thought, I bet Emily would like this too. So Netflix produced, isn't it? Well, it's Netflix funded, I'm sure. Yeah, funded. And it has the the narrator is uh the voice of Mario. Oh narrates it. So. That guy seems really cool. Yeah. I follow him on Instagram. He genuinely seems like a cool dude. He is almost always well at least the e3s i've been to there's always a time that he's at the nintendo booth and he's just like hamming it up with people taking pictures doing the voice mm. this guy yeah. loves he's a legend his gig. a legend yeah oh for sure for Put sure him in a museum <laughs> honestly <laughs> so what do they call that um uh taxidermy no <laughs> Oh, uh, mummification. Whenever they, whenever uh, they freeze you, cryogenically, cryogenically frozen. frozen. Yes, yeah, right. That's what I was looking for. So that's about all I have for the news, Damn, dude. But I don't know if we. It's one of those things where I was wanted to ask you guys what you've been playing recently. But I feel like I don't know if you guys are like me, if you're just kind of in a holding pattern. I am. Ever since I finished Ghost, and then yeah, I just haven't really played much new stuff or even old stuff. So. Yeah. We're on the the brink of a few new releases. Brandon, you just got a new release. Yeah, yeah. I um, I shelled out the cash to get uh, Avengers a couple days early. It's only like ten bucks, but ten bucks extra. Yeah, right? so it was yeah. like seventy seventy two hours for ten dollars. That's how much my money's worth <laughs> and my time. Yeah, uh, apparently. <laughs> um, but uh, but no, yeah. I I literally played maybe. 15 minutes of it so aside from my already impressions i gave on the show about the beta not much news maybe next week mm. definitely next week yeah yeah i am really well what's funny is that i finished ghost last saturday or something mm-hmm. and i was like it's sekiro time mm-hmm. let's play the whole game you're a madman and beat it you're a mad finally man. you're a madman and it was awesome it was very very good very it was weird because I think now that I understood, I was able to blitz almost the whole game until then I got to some of the like the end yeah. boss stuff and it was really hard. But and now I'm just waiting for Tony Hawk, mm-hmm. of course. Oh, Kingdoms yep. of Amalur That's looks honestly, cool. I, I can't even believe how cool Tony Hawk the oh, remake yeah. looks. We were Dustin and I were watching something the other day, like, you know, like the warehouse level or whatever. Mm-hmm. It's weird how like I remember it, but I don't. Yeah. You yeah. know, like it's so different. This game, I mean, I feel like they're just going to sell so many copies. Oh, dude. And so, like, it's this is just going to be ridiculous. 
Keep them coming. More or less than Crash. Hmm. I. That's tough. Yeah. I feel like. I feel like I I personally have more friends that have played Tony Hawk than I've played Crash mm-hmm. because they had Spyro instead or something. Right. But there there was no direct in air quotes right. type of game. That Everybody was, played yeah. both. I feel like yeah. yeah yeah yeah. I really hope that the timeline for this is that they do one and two. Next year, they follow up and do three and four, and then after that, Underground. I don't think they'll do underground, but I think they just will do a new Tony Hawk game yeah. at that point. I think that they can. They're milk probably already working on it if they're going to do that. Honestly. Yeah. I mean, or maybe they're just going to wait to greenlight it until they see. Well, although they probably already know by pre-orders. how they're yeah, I was going to say they're probably already there because I'm I'm sure they want to do a new Tony Hawk game, but they're probably like we can milk three and four. Yeah. Also, oh, yeah. for sure. Yeah. That's actually what I would be more excited for. Those are the ones that I played more so i have more experience with one and two than i do with three and four but i definitely would love to play them all again oh yeah me too ben for sure so yeah i guess that's it for our show this week cool and i i wish somebody i know nobody's going to do this but i want somebody to go through all the episodes of this show over the last two years and compile everything we've ever said about tony hawk leading up to the announcement when i exploded Mm. Wow, of In joy, mentally oh, or physically, oh, if you know what I'm saying. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. It's all, it's all there. <laughs> it's, it's all, all legal. perfectly legal. <laughs> but yeah, oh man. So that's Friday. Mm. That's crazy fast. It feels like it was like three days ago that they announced it. And it's weird because it's a game. Even though I've, it's been highly anticipated for me, I don't think about it often. Yeah. And now that it's nearly here, I'm like, all you can oh, think about. Yeah, yeah, I'm like, let's go. Yeah, I didn't uh, get to play the warehouse demo because I didn't pre-order it because we should be getting a review copy of it. But it kind of helps actually build my excitement that I haven't played any piece of it because I know oh, if yeah. I played that demo, I've been like, hmm, yeah, okay, I- I've scratched that itch now. Right but now, I haven't scratched the itch. Now you're so fresh, dude. I'm fresh, certified fresh. Hmm. I did try to play it on N64. I haven't. The only console I ever played it on in the day was the PS1, but then. You know, five years ago or eight years ago, maybe I found it at a garage sale for 25 cents for the N64. I bought it, never played it. But the N64 sitting out, kids are playing it. So I popped it in and tried to play it. Didn't feel right. And I know it's because I was trying to use that joystick instead of on the PS4 or on the PS controller. Right. Like in the day. So I put it down after like 10 minutes and so I'm just waiting. Yeah. Very exciting can't there, wait there's something ain't right about that controller i don't care what y'all say the p the, the, the 64 <laughs> there's something ain't right hey i have one question i'm not sure. saying it's bad i'm just saying something ain't right is there going to be any kind of twitch streaming audience or uh twitch streaming for tony hawk is it even possible uh they're not going to have a dmca friendly mode because that's what makes the game the game is uh, the music that's a good question i think twitch will probably just have to deal with that internally i mean they I'm, are they don't have a choice. They have to enforce it. If somebody well, puts a takedown, they have I to do mean, it. So is, doesn't it only have to do with playback on Twitch? Because big streamers I watch. It Nick, used to be. Nick Merckx, one of the biggest streamers playing very much copyrighted new he music. He has permission from the artist. Really? Yes. Okay. He can afford it. Considering, well, yeah. Well, that too. But he's like friends with Drake, apparently. I don't oh, know. Oh, okay. Yeah. Sure. But like, why not? Yeah, why not? <laughs> um, I mean, yeah, he actually, I heard him say one day, like he got direct permission from him. And, and then one day they were playing with like Luke Bryan and they, and he was like, yeah, you have my permission to use this. Let me just tell my, my, you know, copyright company, whatever. Cause they use third parties. Most of the time the artist never even knows their music's being copyright struck elsewhere. Right. But what I am like, they had a hard enough time tracking down some of these rights to even get them for the game. You're certainly not going to be able to get permission for streaming it as an individual streamer. In my yeah, I think they could. It it's, wouldn't be hard to put a streamer mode in and then they can buy some generic, music. generic punk rock. Yeah. You know, copyright free music. Right. Or it would be turn fine. the music off. Yeah. If you're going to stream it with no music, you don't have an issue. But then you don't have Tony Hawk's Pro Skater. Damn. True. Damn. All right. This has been the HP Podcast. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Uh, if you want to talk about this episode with us, join us on our Discord, handsomefandom.com slash Discord. And if you're thinking about buying anything on Amazon, use our Amazon affiliate link. It's at handsomefandom.com slash Amazon. 
and uh, that won't cost you anything extra and it will give us a little bit of whatever you buy. Mm-hmm. So we would appreciate that. Any other plugs? It actually any? sends us a piece of what you buy. A piece, yeah. So and if you so buy a blender or something. That's right. Then we get the blades. The, oh, the blades. Yeah. The most valuable part. <laughs> just, wow. I was going to say the handle. Well, which, if you have a blender without it, that would be random. You never know. Just the power cord. Yeah. Oh, shit. Yeah, that'd be. <laughs> but loose wires on one end. Mm. We actually get like on four other. cents on the dollar. So whatever that equiv- equivalent is, you know. Right. Probably not the blades. Cool. All right. Till next time. See you guys later. Bye. The HP Podcast and Handsome Phantom are fan-funded through patreon.com slash handsomephantom. Thank you to our Patreon producers, Ben, Jared Cavaliero, Jason Canham, Michael J. Sutherland, and Shuttleworth. <laughs>